Hey, moms and dads, it's Michael. If you're listening to this episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club with your kids in the car, first of all, congratulations, you're a weird parent, and your kids know swear words. That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> Secondly, uh, we're going to get into some Christmas spoilers involving a certain jolly old Saint Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't want Christmas spoiled or any plot... <laughs> Plot, plot uh, devices revealed <laughs> to your children yet, then maybe wait until later to listen to this episode. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jingle jangle. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hit it. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> nice. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, we always know it's going to be a good time when our guest is just bobbing along, being like, Fuck yeah. To Hell this music. yeah. Hell yeah. man. To the voice of Sassy, performed by none other than Pete Gardner, TV's mm-hmm. Pete Gardner. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. I am your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And your trusty producer, Riley Bray. And as you already know, this is the show where we share story, personal stories, paranormal histories. This is the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Uh, Today's guest is already chuckling. Uh, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen, you probably know her from a million things. She's an actor and comedian. She's also a uh, host and co-host of A Funny Feeling Podcast, yeah. which has a lot in common with the one you're listening it to. Sure does. And Horny for Horror. <laughs> Everyone, please welcome Betsy Sidaro. Thank you for Yay. having me. What's up, Betsy? Oh, man, I'm excited man, to this, talk to you guys about I know. this. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, um, I'm thanks, so pumped. I know. I've been trying to get you on the show for a couple weeks. Yeah. You're busy. Oh, man. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> Shit. What can you say? Honestly, it's other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's like becoming the new thing. It's just like... I got, like almost the new improv shows. Like I gotta go do some, some it's podcasts the new circuit. now. How many more do you have today? None. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait, no, actually one more. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I got funny feeling tonight. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this and you got to go check out a funny feeling podcast. Yeah, it's just it's ghost. We just uh, talk to our friends about their ghost stories. Yeah. and stuff. Oh, that's a good idea for a show. Yeah, it's maybe pretty cool, do something right? Like that. That's pretty cool, awesome. huh? <laughs> Is it only ghosts, or do you guys get into anything else? We get into kind of anything, yeah, pretty much anything else, cool. but um, mostly it's like, okay, tell your story. And sometimes it is like, I think I saw an alien, yeah. or a UFO, you know, it kind of whatever. Awesome. We should compare yeah. notes. Yeah. Also, I was going through your uh, your guest list, and I was like, okay, I know I can get all these people to yeah, repeat their story You guys want to just swap <laughs> guest lists? Guess just swap. trade it out. I mean, you guys should both come on our show. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. It'd be oh, really man. fun. Whoa, we'd oh, love dude. to. Okay. That'd be great. Done. Yeah, done. Great. Done. Let's do great. Let's record. Hey, let's just record this right now. This is there the episode. There we go. Yeah, and I'll just use it for hours. No. <laughs> Crossover. Um, so we talked to our guests about their personal paranormal history. How the hell yeah. did you get in? Into this shit to begin with. I've always been really into it uh, ever since I was little. I think being Catholic 
Oh yeah. Kind of made me into it and scared of it. Yeah. Because you, know? you got your Holy Ghost. You got your Holy Ghost. You got the devil. Yeah. But I was always kind of like, ah, oh, it's kind of, it's really fun. It's very supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always loved Halloween. Like as a kid, Halloween was just my jam. And uh, I think it, it's just that like, I don't know, I get a big rush from looking for spooky stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're the first person I think who's ever described Catholicism as fun. Oh, yeah, because uh, it is. Because it's uh, what if I was a big Catholic? Kid? Awesome. <laughs> like, I was like, I go every Sunday to church and I love Wednesday it. Mass. When, I'm there. Oh God, Ash Wednesday is my fucking favorite it's my jam. Day. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's what got me. I mean, because it was fucking thrown in our face. All the time, but then I took the fun spin of it of like, ooh, that's spooky. Right, totally. You, you found the fun. You made it fun. I tried. Yeah, like a I true so actor and comedian, you found. <laughs> Thank you. You found and the I fun in it. The you fun. Fa- you fa- <laughs> yeah, that's what life's all about: following the fun. But I think because it was so, uh, this is a thing. Well, I was thinking that the other day. They treat it so literal. Like, yeah. you know, you've got like this supernatural being like Jesus who raises people from the dead, yes. who like can feed a whole crowd yes. from like a nothing. And then you're just like, wait, did this really happen? And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, but nothing ever happens like that today. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> wait. No, 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 no. I'm like, so why confused. Why not, man? <laughs> yeah. that's totally. What, that's what always baffled me. I was like, why aren't there still like clouds talking and yes. alien or a- a- angels showing up and helping people out yeah, when they fall down a well. Exactly. Why Why isn't it raining, uh, what is it, fish and bread yeah, yeah. to all it was, these people starving? It was totally. like 2,000 years ago, everything was Lord of the Rings, yes. and then it just suddenly stopped. And I will say, my parents are, uh, they were, they're very liberal, yeah. and they were from day one just very much like, hey, the Bible is a piece of literature we don't think it's that, you right. know? That's so great. they were all, but then a lot of people who I was surrounded by, like CCD teachers and shit, were oh, yeah. very sure, much sure. like this. And I was like, no fucking way is this. Right. Talking snakes, <laughs> burning bushes. Yeah. Or like that shit went down. Get that out of here, man. Totally. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I had friends in high school. Like, I, I ran around with a bunch of Christian girls. They were good girls, and I had big crushes on them. That was creepy, They were all, like, saving themselves for marriage. Oh, yeah. But they all had, like, boyfriends, and then they would tell them. They would call me and tell me what they did with their boyfriends that were, like, breaking the rules. Oh, but, man. like, still... So kinky. Still fo- yeah, yeah, and exactly. I had to listen to all this stuff, oh, and I was like, what? shit. <laughs> Yeah, it was you like r- you know they're going to hell, right? <laughs> yeah, and you might you might be following. <laughs> hey guys, it's Riley. Sorry for the interruption. Uh, at this point, the computer cut out, and we lost a few seconds of audio that were corrupted. Actually, ever since Adela Levine was in here talking about ghosts messing with electronics, we've been having some funny issues with our computer. Anyways, uh, at this point, Michael was saying that the final straw for him was when these Christian girls that he was hanging out with told him that he shouldn't be watching Star Wars. I'll let him pick it up from there. Enjoy the rest of the show. Star Wars. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, because don't the characters use something called the Force? Like, only God has that power. You're not supposed to have any magic powers unless you're God or Jesus. And I was like, what are you talking about? I remember being like, (laughs) if anything, it's an 
allegory yes, for God for good and, and evil, for good man. and evil. <laughs> and you should watch it because it's all the same lessons it, as your dumb Bible. Exactly. <laughs> that's too much. I don't like that at yeah, all. When they're that, just taking the fun out of I mean, mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah, that is now, not. I'm very now anti. <laughs> <laughs> that's not hashtag following the fun Thank at all. you. No, it's not. Think about it, religion. New podcast coming from Michael McMillan and Betsy Sidaro. <laughs> what's what's fun? Let's follow it. Um, my, my family was also very into, like, Halloween and scaring us, too. Like, my parents would let us watch horror movies. They would tell us, like, scary stories and scare the shit out of us. It was really fun. So I think I was just kind of like, yep, this is... This is fun. What what kind it of is. shit would your parents do to scare you? We one thing that has always stuck in my mind is we watched and I've talked about it on Horny for Horror and I think people found or I think my sister and I found what I was talking about but I can't remember. It was like um I think a TV episode where there was a nurse like missing some fingers or <laughs> something like oh, that. Oh wait. Do you know what I'm Are talking about? Are you talking about? about the film Cloak and Dagger? You might be talking about Cloak and Dagger because there's like an older woman with missing fingers. It's like one nurse? of the villains. Like I Dabney think she Coleman, might, right? Yeah, she might so play good. a nurse in it. She's like part of this elderly couple that are going after these kids. It might be that. That was super freaky. There's Horrifying. a scene where she holds up her fingers to the little kid and she's like missing some and I don't know what it was it was it's it's a juxtaposition of that of that actress's like face and yes. the, and as a kid I was just like Whoa. it's horrifying and I remember after whatever it was we watched my parents were saying goodnight and like held up their hands <laughs> to make it look like they were missing fingers and yeah. we're just like oh god it's happening <laughs> like uh, just kind of little stuff like that here yeah. and there and my dad worked at this old he uh he was a, a middle school teacher, but and this was when I was living in Wyoming, which was a very short time. A middle school teacher, but in the summers worked at a, a living history fort called Fort Laramie. No oh, way. Wow. And there were all of these ghost stories that he would hear from other employees there and so he would tell us that and we would like go around and explore like a floating candelabra in the window yeah. and like um in the barracks you could hear soldiers like stomping around and like screaming and stuff oh my God. and uh, and me and my sisters were just like we gotta find these ghosts man <laughs> making history fun right yeah there. making history see yeah, yeah. i'll Dad go on knew how any to do it. I'll go on any spooky tour. Yeah. But any regular history tour? <laughs> now that's no a way. snore. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we were just kind of, I was always into it. Yeah, it sounds like your it's folks so are into it, too. Yeah. What, what Did your dad teach history? What was his? He taught English. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. There's a lot of ghosts in the English lit. It is. For uh, sure. Christmas Carol. We're going to talk about some of that today, ah. as a matter of fact. Oh, cool. shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Shit, yeah. <laughs> my dad used to... We, my dad had this... Uh, uh, old like latex Halloween mask of an, of an old man's sick, face, sick. with like, yeah, with like curly white hair coming out the sides of it. Yes, and he called it Fred, and we kept oh. it in the basement. 
And every now and then, my dad would put on Fred, and he would go outside, especially if I had like a birthday party, because my birthday is in October. Oh, and nice. And so it's like always leading up to Halloween. Yeah. And I remember we all were having like pizza in the in my kitchen, and we all look outside, and my dad is standing in the Fred mask in the window, <laughs> oh, that's and awesome. kids lost their shit. I'm sure. <laughs> that's like kind. I don't want kids. I'll never have them. But if I had kids. I would scare the shit out of them <laughs> all the time. I would do that stuff constantly. I like yeah. your dad would just wait till your birthday to do that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Happy birthday, Michael. He's, he was probably like three scotches in and was like, nah, I hate noise. I'm going to go scare these I'm going to shut them up <laughs> yeah. in a traumatizing way. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, my, my dad, God. My dad would also, when he did get mad, he would, <laughs> like if I had a sleepover, I always knew it was time to shut up because my dad would just pound. My parents' room was right above mine. I had a, yep. had a room. It was very traumatizing for a number of reasons. I had a room on the ground floor that looked Ooh. out into the woods. <laughs> and and if uh, all just glass doors. Yeah, yeah. But pretty much. And if we were if we were being too loud, my dad would pound on the ceiling, like on the floor, and we just heard boom, boom, boom. Like, That's Which the is, scariest thing as a kid. <laughs> to get a pounding sound coming from nowhere. Yeah. As you're like giggling. Yeah. It's like, Still as an adult, like if you have neighbors where they're just like, it's horrifying. Yeah. I grew up in an anxiety <laughs> factory. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was I'm just an incubation for fear. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And anxiety. Yeah. Oh, God. Did so- you have a moment where in your life you realized like, I found, I started having really bad panic attacks when I was like. 18 mm-hmm. and I finally went to the doctor because I was like I think I'm dying and I had to tell I was like to my parents I wasn't eating and finally they're like oh you have panic attacks you've had them your whole life and I had that moment of like Whoa, yep. and remembering Whoa. all of these moments as a kid where I thought I was just sick or something and I was like that was a damn Panic attack. Yeah. Oh, I definitely had that. They were called night terrors. Oh. And I would hallucinate. I'd wake up and see things standing over me for like a split second. No. And they would vanish. And I'd scream and kick. And that started happening to me again as an adult. And and then like I went to therapy because yeah. I'm like, I'm freaking out at night when I yes. should be resting my oh. little head. And then uh, we started, like, as I was talking about, I was like, wait a minute. I did that when I was four. I did that for a while in elementary school. I did it in high school. And you just start to connect all the dots and go, shit, I've always done this. My therapist is like, yeah, when you get really stressed and anxious, this is how it manifests itself. You know what I mean? So it's just weird because I think, like, and it's always... It's always like some kind of supernatural feeling too. So it's like this is just hardwired in my consciousness yes. in some really weird way. You yeah. Know? She's like some people like, you know, will clench up and just like their car stop driving their cars and just sit on the side of the freeway. She's like, you wake up in the middle of the night and think you see like phantom ladies in green dresses standing <laughs> oh, over your God. bed. You know? Yeah. Which makes you then start to think, hey, is this what has been happening to a lot of people who think they're haunted. Sure. Oh, yeah, maybe. you know, absolutely. But I've also had other experiences yeah, that were I've... not attached to that, and they were very different. Yeah. I will say, it is terrifying to like the night terror stuff is pretty terrifying oh. because 
It does feel very supernatural. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some weird shit waking up in the middle of the night for a split second. Yeah. Like, wow. God. And you just get this rush of like your heart's like racing. And you're like, I think I just screamed really loud. Yes. And I may have woken up all the neighbors. And then you're like embarrassed about it. So um, anyway, I'm a single yeah. man. If any ladies yeah. are looking, wow. doesn't that sound awesome? There you go. I might wake you up in the middle of the night, <laughs> screaming. Oh god! Did you have nightmares as a kid? Yeah, but I can't really. None that really have stuck with me. I always I had the classic like uh, I've had this one a few times. Being in a bathroom and then seeing, uh, like the hearing the door open and like big boots coming in, oh wow, and like sitting on the toilet just trying to stay quiet. I've had that a few times, um, but nothing too, you know, this the worst dreams that I've had forever is like having a dream about someone like dying who I love. Oh. You know, when you wake up and you're just like, oh my day is ruined now. <laughs> like, yeah. Where you're like, I gotta I got call whoever, whatever. <laughs> mm. You're gonna die. Yeah. And and <laughs> warn them. Yeah. <laughs> I have to warn them. No. But that not not too many once in a while when I'm stressed, I'll have that like I'll have a dream that I'm either just like walking down a street I know and I get mugged. Or something, and I'll have that kind of like I can't do anything, and I'll wake up, kind of paralysis, but um, still in the dream, still in it, and then I'll wake up just like oh fuck, <laughs> okay, that didn't really happen, but it felt so real, but nothing too nuts, right? Sometimes yeah. I'll have those dreams of like you know. I'm married, and like you'll have a dream of like your wife cheating on you or something, and it's so it's so real. Like you wake up and you're like mad. You're like mad totally. at them. Yes. And they're like good morning, and you're like fuck you. <laughs> you know you know what you did. I mean you don't, but you should. You should know what you did. Yeah, and I have, it's very real. You're like, I have some the really real dreams where it's like friends stop talking to me, right? And that's horrifying. And I wake yeah. up, and I'm like, are they mad at me? Because it is just, it feels so real, yeah. and it feels like, ew, if this is what were to happen, yeah. These this like, is how it would happen. This is like real fear, fears of adulthood. Yeah. My adult <laughs> friends don't talk to me anymore. I'm alone now. I know, I'm my alone wife now. is cheating on me. Oh, oh my God. God. I can't pay my rent. That's yeah. very scary. <laughs> I will still have dreams where I'm uh, in, it's like college and I don't know where any of my classes are. Oh, yeah. Whatever. But I'll then be me now and I'll straight up say in my dreams, like, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm already done. I already did this shit, but I'll still be like, I got to find math. I have that one a lot where it's not, it, you know, it's it's different from the I got to take a test I haven't studied for. Yeah. It's that for some reason I got to go back to college or school and I realize that I've missed an entire semester of a course mm. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to repeat this whole thing. Yeah. And I'm like showing up to class and I'm supposed to like follow along with the yes. assignment. I'm like, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Why have this? I missed all this school? <clears throat> and then I, the, and then I'll wake up and I'll feel guilty about it. And it takes a good two minutes for me to be like, 
dude, that did not happen. Isn't that so strange? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I have a dream where it's that theater dream where you're supposed to get on stage and perform yeah. a musical you haven't done in 30 years. Yes. And just as you're about to step on stage, you wake up. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I let my entire cast down. <laughs> yeah. oh, I didn't yeah. show up for the play. And then I was like, no, 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 no. That was nope, just. it's all in your head. Forgetting lines, dream. dreams. Forgetting the lines, new, dreams. The Those new the one. The new one is that I'm at a table read. And I've got my script. And I'm in front of people that I've never worked for before. And it's my turn to read my lines. And all of my lines are, my, all my dialogue is written in emojis. <laughs> And I, have to in- and I have to interpret <laughs> what the lines are based on the symbols on that's, the page. That sounds like a fun a game. Like that. that is wild. It that is would drive me nuts. The worst <laughs> feeling ever. I'll have that where it's like, okay, here's the script, memorize it, and then you have like before a sh- pretty yeah. much sides or whatever, like, we got you new sides, here you go, and I like, my eyes can't focus in on it, yeah. and it's horrifying. No. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever found yourself lucid in a dream? No, I want to try that. Mm, do you, you know how to do that? I do. He's yeah. a lucid wizard. I uh, well, I, I used to do it, but it's it's so much work. Is it? It's a lot, a lot of work to get like. Uh, so, for instance, I I was practicing it for like four or five months, and I yeah. really only came up with like seven or eight lucid dreams. Okay. Um. So like, and he had sex <laughs> with celebrities and all. Of I them. wasted yes, all of them. I just that's that's good. I wasted good. all of them. That's what he was doing. He told us this last year. I love that. Sorry. So much. <laughs> never let it go. <laughs> who Who are your celebrities? Oh, I'm sure Abraham there was a Lincoln. few of them. Brad Pitt. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Brad Pitt Abraham was in there yeah. for sure. <laughs> Lincoln and really Pitt. Long skinny oh, dick. Uh, <laughs> it wore a little top uh, hat. And a tiny top hat. But with an alien head. Oh yes. Still with the beard. Oh, hell yeah. Got <laughs> you know, and what, beard. like, for instance, what some of the cool things that you could do is, like, you could find your, like, uh, your inner self and, like, your, your own, like, you can talk to, like, your own inner self about questions you have about your life. Or you can ask, like, uh, whatever you call it, the higher power or the universe, any kind of question you want. So there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of cool things you can do with Whoa, lucid dreaming. but everybody just wants to But fuck. it happens so... Fl- it, it, it's so funny. Very human. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. it's, really like sho- it's really shocking when you wake up, in a, when you find yourself lucid in a dream, that you're like, okay, you only have a few seconds to decide how you want to spend the time. Whoa. So you really have to kind of like preset your uh, your determinations before. Um but but for instance, a lot of the work that I talk about is like you have to like so for, you have to do a dream journal every morning because the okay. first thing you have to do is learn how to remember your dreams. Okay, no... I hear Betsy's interest dwindling rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so I it's a lot of work. So there's homework. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. God. But but I'll okay. tell you, I'll tell you what when you're in the dream and you're lucid. Uh, uh, all the senses are there and they're almost heightened. So this Whoa. sense of touch, smell, being aware that you can actually change your environment. You can, you know, fly and you can you can do pretty much anything. You can bring things into. Uh, it's a really cool feeling. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, there's some there's some great books on how to, and you know, there's a lot of good YouTube videos on like quick ways to do it. But I've never found like a a quick way to get yeah, it yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta put the work but, in. Ten thousand hours. Yeah. Some people it happens you... <laughs> naturally very fast for them, so I, that's why I was asking. Oh my god, but I'm gonna try it. Give it a try. I'll give it a we shot. We spend a, a lot shot. of our time dreaming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might as well learn how to like do something. Yeah. With Thirty it. your life. Yeah. You know. My when I when I was a kid with those nightmares when I was little, I would I I I would I somehow taught myself as a child to like while I was sleeping move 
my hand up to my eyelid and pry <laughs> my eyelids open to oh if I saw to a child doing God. that in sleep I would have to put the pillow over their face <laughs> I'm like, nope. uh-uh. You're done. oh my god how did you do that I had horrible nightmares I, oh that is so sad <laughs> oh my god yeah, and I would like be like, like <laughs> opening my eyes up just to force myself away. That is so with sad. My thumb and That's awesome. Jesus Christ, that's so scary. You remember um, a tiny trembling <laughs> hand uh-uh. moving towards uh-uh. his own uh-uh. face. Michael, wake up! Michael, just wake up! Michael, just wake up! No! Oh, that's so sad! Oh my God, I can never have kids. No way, I can't do it. That's so sad. Oh, oh God, I was a sensitive child. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, sorry, you were about to launch into something. That what was? Sounded, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, it happens. Well, I'll break it with this. What is? Okay. What is your? personal paranormal history have you ever seen anything or did you have any ever have anything strange happen to you i no i haven't mm-hmm. well i've had like little things but i don't uh, but no i'm down we'll, for it but we'll take also the little like, things too by the way take the little things <laughs> um this is more nothing ha- this is more of a goofy thing kind of an urban legend thing of like when i was in fourth grade my uh fourth grade class we were going to um, this awesome national park called Mesa Verde, where there are these really rad ruins. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, on it's a road incredible. Trip as a kid, yeah, it's really a beautiful place with these old, uh, awesome ruins in built into the uh, into the cliff canyon, sides. Into yeah, the cliff sides. And as a warm up, they had our fourth grade class stay the night at the high mm. school. Uh, just as like a fun Friday night oh, thing wow. to be like, you guys are going to go slumber party camping at the high for four days, learn how to just be away from home a little bit. Right. And there's an urban legend about this woman named Virginia Brown. Oh, you know, wait. <laughs> and it's the classic like on prom night. She was waiting for her boyfriend uh, to pick her up. And then she got like hit by a car. Oh, no. She was like on the side of the road waiting for him to pick her up, got hit by a car, was killed on prom night, and now haunts the school. Whoa. Or whatever. And so we're there spending the night. And our teachers tell us this. And then they are pretty much like, Go look for her. <laughs> and so we had the <laughs> whole high school to run around in. And you know how in high schools they put you up like. You must have been so excited. I was so fucking pumped. And you <laughs> we're know. We're going to find this bitch. We're going to fucking find Virginia takes Brown. off running ahead of everybody <laughs> else. Uh, and, and you know how in high schools they put up all the old class photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. And I remember hearing this from, like, my sisters and dad about Virginia Brown, so I knew that her photo was there. Oh, that makes it creepy. And so I was like, let's go to her photo. (laughs) And we went, and my friend Jason, and we're in fourth grade, Jason was sitting there staring at her photo, and he starts sobbing, and he's like, her eyes are red. Her eyes are red. (laughs) And he starts fucking crying a bunch, and then... 
all the other kids just start screaming and we just run away. <laughs> were her eyes red? No, uh. are you kidding me? I was into it though. I was like, yeah, her eyes were fucking red. Yeah, yeah, that was flames, awesome. <laughs> fire, her, dude. She's so mad. She Look didn't at her get crying blood. And I honestly, I don't know if she ever actually did die. <laughs> I think it was just kind of a fun like old lady like you know that i don't know there was a rumor in my middle school okay so we had this like little courtyard in the middle of the school that kids didn't really use at all it was kind of small and depressing to be honest but there was a mound in the courtyard and there was a grave there was always (laughs) yeah there was a rumor (laughs) that and i just always believed it my sister was older than me i think it was told when she was there yes and when I was there, that there was a guy, like an old janitor, was buried <laughs> out. Under, I think so. And that his ghost oh. haunted the school. But we all, I just, I, it was just so funny. It was like one of those things that I just accepted as yep. fact. Like, and there's an unmarked grave in this courtyard yep. right. next to my social studies classroom. Um, it's that, also fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's all, more just fun to be like, yeah, cool, it's a grave. Yeah. <laughs> it made middle school a little more bearable to think Ugh. that there's a dead man buried <laughs> on the ground somewhere. With high school vocations, and there's a math teacher buried out there next to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No way. Whoa. That would be a really cool lock-in night if, like, you know how there's, like, escape rooms, if there were some cool teachers who wanted to give their kids a thrill, like, yeah. set up a whole, like... Haunted storyline quest would be awesome. You know what I mean for the kids yes. to go figure out the puzzles. You gotta do all puzzles where it's like, awesome. and then in the morning, the scariest reveal is you kids learned something. <laughs> you <laughs> had to use math, social studies to figure out yeah. shit. You gotta look stuff up in the library, but like yes. you can't use. But it's all you fun. can't use an in, You can't use the internet. <gasps> Because like the uh, like of the electricity course. is down, so you got to use the old stuff. I think Dewey we have a business, you guys. I thought you were going to say the twist mm. was that in the morning you discover you murdered Virginia Brown. <laughs> the kids, it was like, and then the cops come arrest you. Oh no, it was me. <laughs> I think it'd be fun if you did like a whole thing where you could do like. Uh, just a night of like bring out the Ouija board and then do yes. like a little seance and then do like light as a feather, stiff as a board yes. and then do Bloody Mary and then yes. and then send them home in the next morning. Just like a whole like obstacle course of like supernatural activities. Yeah. Did That'd you be ever, fun. Did you ever do light as a feather, stiff as a board as a kid? I'm sure we tried, but I don't remember it ever working. We did it once and I can't remember where it was with who we were all sitting in like crisscross applesauce style with two (laughs) fingers under this kid. Yeah. And we lifted him up. I'm not kidding. It was like about six inches and we all freaked out. It was, it totally worked. Yeah, that's crazy. I wish I had more details on that to sound credible. We did uh, did like Bloody Mary. should. (laughs) Riley, lay down. Yeah, lay down. We'll get you. It'll work. It'll work. Um, uh, we we did like Bloody Mary and stuff, but nothing ever. Ha- I mean, yeah, yeah, nothing ever happened. But I was always very scared. I'm I I'm afraid of Ouija boards. Yeah, always have been. I never want to touch one. That was yeah. like a big craze that happened in the. I was doing research on this actually a few months back around Halloween. Like the whole Bloody Mary thing was a big craze in the mid mid to late seventies. In the suburbs, it became this huge thing. It became like an urban fad or suburban fad to do. And I guess the Bloody Mary thing started in um, 
like Victorian times or Edwardian times when women wanted to, it was back when like suitors were showing up on your like porch every day. Weird. Yeah. Young women used to walk backwards with a mirror uh up the stairway <gasps> and that chant. alone is so scary. I know. And they would they would make a chant to Mary and at the end, at the top of the stairs you're supposed to see your lover's face appear in the reflection and of the mirror. Pick the one <laughs> And so you would see who you were supposed to be with. Wait, really? Yeah, it was like a trend that like women did in the turn of the century. It was like it's, it was back when like but spiritualism was like really big. Yes, you know. <clears throat> yeah, we were just kind of talking about that on Funny Feet of like that time where it was like you would go to seances or you would find your answers through spiritualism. Yeah, like you would go to a Ouija board and be like, yeah. "Should I take this job or whatever?" Which is ooh. Yeah, that's so creepy. Yeah, and it kind of made a comeback in the seventies and got altered a little bit. Then, then it yeah. became about like chanting to Bloody Mary to see her in the mirror. And, no, that's um, too spooky. So, Betsy, I know yeah. on a funny feeling, you guys get a lot of listener emails yes. and calls. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little uh, no, don't worry beclemped. about it. Um, I thought we would read you one of our listener <gasps> stories. Yes, this is one I just pulled from the Bigfoot Collectors Club Gmail account, Bigfoot yes. Collectors Club at Gmail dot com. And let's see what your take is on it. So this is off the top of my head. I have not pre-screened this one, so we'll Mm. see. Okay, here we go. This Mm. is from Renee. Hey, guys. Great show. Love your thing about it and believe it all. Maybe not so much Bigfoot working with aliens, but who knows? (laughs) Oh, man. What? Bigfoot and aliens? I can see Bigfoot being an alien. Yeah. We can, too. Okay. Yes. Definitely. We'll talk about that in a moment. But who knows? I can't disprove it. I got a quick creepy story that my parents told me when I was in my teens. In the mid-80s, my parents and some friends were driving to the coast, Newport or Lincoln City or something. This must be up in Oregon or Washington. Anyway, to get to the coast, you have to drive through an area called the Van Duzer Corridor. Ugh. Whoa, that's a cool... Van that sounds Duzer. Like, that sounds like something out of Ghostbusters. Like Gozer. Yeah, like, Go- yeah, yeah. exactly, so, Van Duzer Go- Corridor. Gozer. Beware, Van Duzer. <laughs> Hail the night he comes. <laughs> the- oh, my God. It's a beautiful forest, but it can be so fucking spooky at night. Oh. So while driving through the forest... They saw a man walking on the side of the road. Fuck that. In an old-timey black and white striped jail outfit. Holding a ball and chain. No. Dirty looking and with a big gray beard. They both looked at each other after spotting this chain gang looking dude and kept driving. Once they got to their destination, they asked their friends who were driving in a separate car behind them if they had seen him. (gasps) Nope. Oh. Also, no one was on drugs, wasn't Halloween, <laughs> and this area doesn't have any houses around, so it wasn't a resident, maybe a resident ghost. Mm. Anyway, pretty cool. My parents told me this story after I told them I had my first sleep paralysis episode, oh. where instead of a creepy monster standing over me, it was a little boy with freckles and dirty blonde hair <laughs> in what looked like a That'll Confederate do it. Army uniform. Ew. We called him the little drummer boy. Oh, no. Could have been something like that. I'm not sure if he was of age to take any kills yet on the front line, but whatever. Anyway, that's another email for a different time. I got to get back to work. What? Wow. Cool. I wonder if Thanks, there Renee. was a jail around there. I know. Anyways. 
That is Whether creepy. That is mm. horrifying. Van Duzer State Prison, man. Van, Van du- oh, are you going to Van Duzer State? <laughs> dude. Hell yeah, How dude. much time are you doing up in Van Duzer? <laughs> yeah. Super senior, man. I murdered awesome. someone. <laughs> that is so creepy. The I always, whenever I'm driving on any road at night, am like, what would I do if I saw a fucking bride walking down the road? <laughs> oh, yeah. Specifically a bride. It's, it's so scary. Yeah. A bri- I mean, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but now I've never even imagined like a cartoony kind of chain game with is... a big beard. Oh, and he's carrying his old ball and chain around forever. Oh, yeah. like oh. Marley, you know, um, we were ta- kind of about to talk about this before we even started recording. The But w- if I have a, 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 a whoa, a paranormal experience, <laughs> there had better be at least one other person there. Yeah. Like with her parents where it's like, did you just see that? I did. I did. Okay. Because I worry if I have one, I will go crazy <laughs> <laughs> without somebody there. Um, but you want you, you want to be able to so validate bad. it, you know? I'm, I don't really. Okay. I'm open to. I'm not. But oh, you're not asking I'm for not it. I'm not asking for it. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't need that. Yeah. Who, who <laughs> I believe that it. Shit? Yeah. I don't need it, though. Well, um, our listeners over in the Patreon know this, but I don't think our regular listeners know that uh, Bryce has had a some type of encounter in the past <laughs> year that we don't know about yet that he will not share with us because it freaked him out so bad. Really? Sort of, yeah. Something Sorry like I put that. you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Thanks, Michael. But I think that backs up. You're like, I don't want this. Yeah, no, I had, it, it, yeah, it was a crazy experience. Uh, and maybe one day I'll talk about yeah. it. But I'm just like not comfortable yeah. to talk about it. Oh, my That's okay. God. Yeah. That's totally fine. Thank you. Thank you oh. for understanding. It's your story. <laughs> Holy shit. Hashtag, so... it's your story. Yeah. yeah. It's your story to share. But, I, you know, I, I just, you know, I've, I've kind of, uh, I've experienced things, not all my life, but I've, I, have, I have a handful of things that are kind of unexplainable. And this just, yeah. th- this can be thrown right into them. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh we talked about on my on the on our first episode when I was like a a young boy. Um, speaking of Ouija boards or something, I was like, we had just moved into a new house, and there were these like new kids that kind of um, for 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 some reason they all kind of gathered around my driveway, and oh. and I remember some kid brought over like s- some sort of game game board or something. But I I remember specifically is like we're gonna summon the devil. Oh God! Totally right. Great idea. The new game kid. from Milton yeah. Brothers. Can totally. we just play like kick the can yeah. or something? My mom's out working in the front yard, and she kind of overhears like uh-huh. just talk that she doesn't like. She's yeah. a you know church going lady, and and I remember she kicked all of them out. You know, she was like, "Get get off my driveway," you know. And I was like, "Mom, we're new here. Come on, let us These, summon Satan, come on. dude." <laughs> but that night in my room, I oh. I remember. Uh, not being able to go to sleep and then through the window this no. sort of like this red kind of blurry oh. image as imagine it profile walking across the window and then it stops uh-uh. the, the head turns right very slowly just gazes into my no. soul with like these yellow eyes <gasps> and and then you know i just became like fright locked and then and then it, the head turns again and it just walks off Ew. and i told michael like what it looked like was uh and I was like, it was. You remember that ham that what it was called Underwood ham, but it's like it was very the Underwood canned ham. Underwood, I'll, I'll Underwood pull it canned, up for you, but best. it was very devil typical. It had like the just the yes. red blur, like the horns and the yellow eyes, and it was just very. Oh, it was so this creepy. Guy. 
Um, oh, shit. We'll put this up on the Instagram as well. That is so spooky. Yeah, but I remember it like... Uh, just being I, I didn't sleep all that night yeah. you know and it, and it was like a glowing red so it was it wasn't like some mask I don't think you know but oh. I don't know that was it was that started my whole life that started the whole thing for me of like you know after that I was in the library looking checking out ghost books yeah and, yeah yeah and then from there it's never stopped it's nice know? that it it went more positive than yeah negative you know where you're like more intrigued by it rather than like oh, i don't fuck it. i don't need this oh totally i gotta try to block it it's a little bit of both it's yeah been, it's been like you know it's for me it's been like trying to search for answers really of like what these things people experience what are these things i've experienced yeah. what the fuck is the meaning behind of all of it yeah. and, you know you what is happening you know yeah Two oh. takeaways from hearing that story again. One, fright lock is an awesome term that we oh, should Oh, yeah, that came use. off the top it, of yeah, my head. Yeah, it should yeah. be like fright lock. Flight, fright lock. Flight, fight, or fright lock. <laughs> yeah. Like, because that know. makes the most sense. Like, yeah. I feel like fright lock. Yeah, any day. The first time I've used that word, but yeah, it's a good fright one. Fright lock. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I can go on the ongoing list uh, of band names. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We, uh, oh, my God. We need to eventually make these all shirts. Yes. And then, uh uh second it just that that story may makes me think betsy what you said about like at least it empowered you and you didn't bury it down and f- that makes me think of all the weird paranormal stories that people have that they never share they never think yeah. twice about because they don't have our weird brains you yeah. know being like Whoa. you know that's why i'm like this this christmas or this holiday season, when you're home and you're hanging out with your family, mm-hmm. I've got an assignment for you. Start asking your family members yeah. for weird stories. Did and anything give an weird ever happen? Something of like uh, to make it less of yeah. a like you're not because I think a lot of people also are worried about do I sound crazy? Yeah, like, I don't want to oh, yeah. throw that term around, but I do think people are like I can't tell people yeah. that I saw this red well, the... devilly looking thing. Yeah. That's like... the society we live in right now. There's some yeah. like some like childish taboo on all these subjects. Yeah. And you know, scientists aren't allowed to look at the UFO thing. Journalists can't play uh, a UFO piece without hearing X Files music in the back, you know? Yeah. It's you can't talk about this stuff without having some sort of giggle factor that uh that's really sort of you know, ch- childish in a sense because, you know, there's things that are happening. And, yeah. and for us to just quickly blow it off as like, oh, you're just crazy or you're hallucinating or you're yeah. hearing things. It's so it's so wrong. It's, you know, there's there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of this is extreme, but it is kind of like mental health, too, of this stigma that's out there. The where same it's like thing. People mm-hmm. need to be able to talk about yeah. it. You you first of all, it's like you won't allow people to be crazy, but then you also won't talk about mental health. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So like, let's talk about both of these. Yeah, things you're like then, yeah. wagging your finger at the idea of crazy, and now at the idea of mental health. Where it's yeah. like, no, 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 we need to talk about all of this yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> no we're all feeling it, like yeah. in some way. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! All crazy. right, uh, okay. Betsy, we got a little game we like to play with okay. our guests. Rapid fire. Oh, shit. Uh, it's called Bullshit or Believe It. Okay. So I'm going to go down a list of things. You say bullshit if you don't believe in it or believe it if you do or okay. if you're open to it. Okay. And if there's, you know, you can only use those two words. Okay. And then if we need or... to circle back and define some of the nuance, we will. Yes. Okay. okay? Fantastic. On your mark. Oh, God. Get set. <laughs> oh, my God. Ghosts. 
B- uh, believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. Believe it. Angels. Uh, oh, God. I'll say bullshit right now. <laughs> Gnomes. We'll talk. Uh, uh, bullshit. Fairies. Oh, bullshit. Unicorns. They existed at one time. Believe awesome. it. <laughs> <laughs> Prices take. Loch Ness Monster. Believe it. Alien Greys. Uh, oh, believe it. Believe it. Why not? Parallel universes. Believe it. Reptilians disguising themselves as humans. (laughs) I'll believe it. Why not? (laughs) I love that. Why not? Mermaids. uh, uh, um, Oh, God. Believe it. Heaven. Bullshit. Hell. Bullshit. Dragons. I'll believe it. Yeti. (laughs) Believe it. Elves. Bullshit. Dogman. Whoa. Bullshit. ESP. <laughs> Believe it. Chupacabra. Believe it. Demons. Bullshit. Atlantis. Believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. World peace. <sighs> Believe it. Aww. Peace in the multiverse. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, well done. done. Good. All right. It's I very it's specific. Sorry, go ahead. No. Tell me. It's like a window into your soul when it, people play that game. It really <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, the angels you want to circle back to. You said bullshit, but you want to come back to it. Yeah, I think I said bullshit because I'm now just done with religion. But I do think there's positive, um, I don't know, something positive. Yeah, some there's type a positive of entity energy. or energy. Yeah, mm. and I do think there are... Essentially, guardian angels, but I'm right now just I'm very much on the like. No, I don't want religion to have anything to do. <laughs> totally, with it. guys. I'm going through something. That's okay. <laughs> it's fun. You're in a, um, you're in a safe place. But I it's promise. fun. Yeah, it's fun. I'm you're still hashtag following the fun. I'm it's hacking down angels I'm with thinking. my axe. <laughs> yeah, chopping them. off angel um, wings. Yeah, I think I'm just in in the like. I don't think so. Cool. Uh, unicorns. I think they may have existed at one point. Why not? Wouldn't that be fun? I would like, love it. During, I guess not dinosaurs, but right after dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. like, and when the age like... of dinosaurs, <laughs> the age of unicorns, <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, but like maybe with like woolly mammoths or something. Yeah, it's sad to think though that means that all the unicorns were slaughtered. They all ran into the ocean like that sad movie. Oh, right. Remember uh, the last that, unicorn? That fucked me up, dude. That kid. fucked me up about big that time. Mm-hmm. I could not handle that movie. I could. I can. I still don't think Ooh, I can. It's creeptacular. It horrified that me. That raging fireball. <laughs> no, yeah. thank you. No, I, I gotta don't need watch that. that again. I wonder I if that still that. holds up. I, I, yeah. I bet it does. I bet it's Ooh. Tim Curry as the devil, right? That's legend. Oh, that's legend. legend. Tom Cruise, yeah. right? That I also want to see. If the it last up. unicorn was the Anna. Is that anime? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anime. See, I've seen both. Right. Oh, oh, right. It's so spooky. It. So totally. weird. I, I and the have... animation style made me uncomfortable as a child too. Me too. I don't know why. Me too. Animation oh, yeah. style made I, me uncomfortable. One hundred percent. I think because I was super into Disney. Me too. Right. And, and the, so this different, more edgier, weird. It was like weirdly yeah. sexual too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was fucking sexy. It was really weird. <laughs> Our cartoons are gonna fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, they are. Oh man. Um, I have trouble. I and I and I feel contradictory of like gnomes and fairies. I have trouble believing in, but then Bigfoot. I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. I know yeah. You're, and, and I'm even like, why not Bigfoot? You're anti-European. I'm like, yeah, maybe I am. 
Fuck that, uh, like, whimsical shit. Right. No. We <laughs> just did a story why. on gnomes two weeks ago, two yeah. episodes ago, and th- th- there's, like, the story of this family, and I won't repeat it too much, in a, ha- in a farmhouse, separate families that both had a creepy, tiny little man with a pointed hat and a beard fuck up their yard and scream at them and look <gasps> in their windows. <gasps> it's a weird story. I'll send you a link. You'll That's have to check cr- it out. Maybe, it's pretty wild. I don't know why it is, though. I just have a harder time. Sure believing in those than yeah. Bigfoot. Well, because they're stuff. so they are so like crystallized in our like fairy tale lore. I think so. And trust me, if there were little like you know that fat fairy from Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, mm. if that yes. existed, gr- I want that so bad. Yeah. You know what I found interesting is there seems to be like and and we've uncovered a, or, or discovered a little bit of it, but there's these correlations between this kind of UFO and abduction phenomena that there also is with fairy and gnome lore, also with angels and demons lore. There seems to be yeah. like, um, you know, I know uh, famed ufolo- famed ufologist uh, Jacques Vallée seems to think that you know all these kind of uh, things are related in a sense that whatever this intelligence is or whatever this phenomena is, it seems to sort of change and morph with culture with society oh. and, and you know like there's some old tales of like fairy lore of like, them like dancing around in a feral circle like making oh. a whirling dervish yes. and then being sucked into it or like you know which is very much like a, a UFO leaving like these marks in the ground Oh, that just blew my mind yeah because it's so true I just read a, a, a pretty fun uh, horror book called The Changeling where it was kind of about like yeah. evil like Little creatures stealing a baby and swapping it out, which I've heard because Marcy and I will talk about these like kind of legends. That's yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. I think you guys brought it up too. I think Marcy brought it up on one of your episodes I listened to, where if you go into the fairy kingdom and you eat of their food or drink their food, you're trapped there. Yeah, and it's all very similar to abduction. Abduction. And there's a thing between. There's a theory that aliens and fairies both there's they represent the spirit or the ethereal world, yeah. the non-material world or another dimension and what they're trying to do is create some kind of hybrid that is spirit and us from the material world merged into one that can coexist in both dimensions. What? And that's what yeah. all the experiments and that's why fairies are always trying to take babies and bring them over because they want there's some type of attraction or some need for the Whoa. human the, the human body or the human consciousness to merge with their own. And it's do crazy. you think they just <laughs> appear as fairies or uh, other th- just depending on the person yeah i think we think the uh, that I, blew my mind. I think or the, the ab- time the or time the, the culture because they might reflect they they seem to as bryce has brought up they seem to kind of reflect it just a technology that's just around the corner that's right or based on sci- or based ah. sci-fi based sort of like so in the in medieval times when you're all into alchemy and magic Fairies take on this sort of magical techie kind of thing. Whoa. And now that we're much more science and technological based, these aliens are taking on like spacecraft this or like metals, metals mind. that we haven't elements that we haven't discovered yet and on the periodic table, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, and there's stories of like what 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 
have common themes of like uh, seeing something like a UFO in the sky in the 1700s of what they would call dirigibles, which are just like floating airships. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? With people like on board. Yes, yeah. Um, Which was very strange, you know, but it it, it takes on all the kind of properties of like uh, modern day ufology, like, you know, bright lights floating, able to like, you know, defy the laws of physics as it moves throughout the sky and... Um, this is blowing my mind. Well, Maybe I believe in gnomes and fairies. Well, I mean, who knows? You know, there was a time when we all believed in gnomes and fairies and bright objects in the sky, and we're going to talk about that during our next section, High Strangeness. Sweet. We'll be right Woo! back. <laughs> All right, everybody, Um, we are back, and it's time for High Strangeness. And Betsy, we're doing something a little bit different this episode. Okay. Uh, For our listeners out there, it is the holiday season. And last year, I remember that I wanted to get into the most famous elf of all time. Uh, and then we just didn't do it. Bandozer? <laughs> yeah, Bandozer, <laughs> the elf <laughs> god. Bandozer, <laughs> the destroyer of gnomes. <laughs> uh, today, we are talking about none other than <gasps> Santa Claus. Ooh, Ooh. My man. Heard of him? Heard of him. So Santa Claus, of course, as we were told as children, came from the, uh, was it was short for Saint Nicholas, so mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Uh, and the original Santa, St. Nicholas, he was a Christian bishop who lived around uh, the 3rd century A.D. in an uh, area of uh, Turkey, uh, modern-day oh. Turkey off the Licinium coast in a city called Myra. And he, uh, he was really big on cracking down on paganism because the Christians in the generations before him had been, like, persecuted and killed in arenas in, uh. you know, off the Lycenium coast. And so he's coming in just as a time when, like, that's starting to die down and Christianity's starting to really assert itself. Um, he's a saint, obviously, of the Catholic Church. Um, and little is known about his origins and the real man, but he was probably the son of a wealthy family who were also Christians. Mm-hmm. He was very generous to the poor. Um, and in art, in iconography, he is often depicted carrying three golden spheres. And in Europe, he's ah. mo- uh, most often depicted also wearing red and white bishop's robes. Yeah, okay. So the spheres comes from a story about a poor father in Myra who could not afford a dowry for his three daughters. And so when you couldn't afford husbands, you had a couple choices. Uh-oh. Your family either starves to death or you turn those daughters out into the streets to prostitute them for cash. Oh, I thought you were going to say, or you turn them into orbs. Shit was weird oh, back then. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so this father oh. was distressed because he didn't know what to do. God. And one night, a stranger in robes appeared in their window, and he threw three sacks of gold into the window to save the, the father's family and his daughters. Oh. And he, the the stranger disappeared, and the man chased him down into the streets, city streets, and found him. And it was the bishop Nicholas. Um, and so he, uh, so that's kind of like where, that's why he's always um, depicted with the three golden orbs. Some in some of the stories, the sacks of gold are golden spheres. Yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> 
So Nicholas's miracles include Yeah, let's let's see how he earned his sainthood. Going out into the wilderness and banishing demons from village uh statues what? and sanctuaries. Demon slayer, huh? Yeah, okay, he would okay. chop down trees where demons were said to dwell and the demons would run off. Whoa. Uh, so he was a demon crusher. Okay. <laughs> There's a story about a woman who was bathing her baby in a metal bin. Oh, no. And heating it with uh, that was heated with fire under it. She's basically it? cooking her baby. What? She started adding a bunch of chopped <laughs> carrots and celery. That's when it gets weird. Otherwise, yeah. heated tub is fine. She she was, great, when he throws but... some carrots, that's was, getting fucked she up. She was bathing her child when she heard the bells ring and it was time for worship. And this absent-minded mother ran off to church and left her baby in the heated tub. Oh no! And then she goes to church, and when she comes home. Her house is full of smoke. And she went, oh, my God, I left the baby in the tub. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and she my runs God. into the house. No. And the baby is just sitting amongst the smoke, smiling and giggling because St. Nicholas had protected it from burning to death. Wow. Oh, my God. Um, another story depicts St. Nicholas uh, appearing on a ship that was Ooh. in a storm off the coast of, uh, off the Lycinium coast. Okay. And the ship was going to crash, and the men prayed and prayed for a miracle to happen. And St. Nicholas astrally projects projects himself onto the Whoa. ship and, like, helps tie down the sails awesome. and, like, get brings the ship safely into shore. And when the That's men rad. get back to shore, they go to the church and Nicholas, the bishop, appears in, in the flesh. And they were like, you were just on the ship with us. And so he's also the patron saint of what? sailors as well as children. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. So Santa Claus, as we know him today, had his uh, uh, origins in the Netherlands hundreds yes. of years ago, known as Sinterklaas, which was uh, shortened for Saint Nicholas. So Sinterklaas arrives on the Dutch shore in mid-November, and he spends the next three weeks traveling from rooftop to rooftop, delivering presents to yeah. children until December 6th, which is the anniversary of St. Nicholas's death. Okay. So Amsterdam merchants bring this tradition over to the New World in the early 1600s. Okay. And when they found or founded New Amsterdam, which is modern day New, New York, York yeah. City. So when they the, they they established New Amsterdam on the banks of the Hudson River and uh, they bring this tradition of St. Nicholas oh, there yeah. and they use that to help them get through those rough early winters and to kind of keep everybody's morale up. Oh. Um, yeah, that had to be the worst. Yeah. And in 1773, New York newspapers reported that the Dutch had really begun to celebrate this tradition in, in like, organized form around December 6th. Okay. So as the city grows and industry builds and people aren't, like, dying so much, yeah. we, see in the late, we see in the late 18th century Christmas starts to kind of take its hold in culture and really starts to become something celebrated. I also, I love that. I've never thought of it of, like, Christmas is a nice break or like a positive thing for when it's so cold right. yeah. in right. a lot of places. And the reason why we have Christmas lights is because it's so a festival cool. of light because you're 
you have to remember the dark winter, especially hundreds of years ago, was dark and cold. Yeah. So we have the lit tree, we have the lit candles, and we all oh. have all this stuff to, rem- to remind us that bright days will come after oh winter ends. Oh, my end. God. That's why we have it in the heart of winter, and yeah. it's set around the winter solstice, is because the, the darkest, longest night, yes. we celebrate the nativity, the birth of Christ, and we celebrate lights as being a thing that will come back to us one day. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty badass. If you make it through the winter. Yeah, if you make it through yeah, the winter. It truly is. Not like, everybody, if you make it. Not everybody did back then. <laughs> no. People fucking dropped dead. You would, like, get a runny nose and then be dead <laughs> In a day. Like, it sucked so bad. Yeah. I'm unfortunate to report Mary has a runny nose. Oh, Oh, no. no. Lights and candles. (laughs) (laughs) So, now we're getting into modern Santa. Hell yeah. Christmas becomes really popular in the early 19th century. St. Nicholas notably appears in a woodcut distributed at the New York Historical Society's annual meeting in 1810 by a member named John Pintard. In the woodcut, St. Nicholas, still a religious icon, is depicted as delivering toys into the into stockings hung over a fireplace for children. Okay. And in this woodcut, you see like a happy girl and a crying boy because the girl has like toys in his. Yeah, and he's got like stitches, switches, <laughs> like like branches yes. in his because he's been a bad boy. Could take a beating, yeah, yeah. Um, an Episcopal. I wrote an Episcopal. Monster, <laughs> and I meant Episcopal minister <laughs> named Clement Clark right, Moore. There. <laughs> Clement Clark Moore wrote an account of a visit from Saint Nicholas for his three daughters. Um, uh, in uh, I believe this is 1822, and this poem, which we know more commonly today as "The Night Before Christmas." Oh. Drew upon Dutch, German, and Scandinavian versions of St. Nicholas. Moore describes Santa here as chubby and plump, a right old elf. This is also the first official appearance of the eight reindeer and their names, which have stayed consistent today. Oh. This was, these mm. were probably inspired by the Scandinavian Jotumten, who delivers gifts to children from a sleigh drawn by goats. And the native peoples of Sweden, the Samis, who used reindeer to pull sleds. Oh. Speaking of other Santas, in the 19th century, we uh, people saw different versions of a toy delivering magical entities spreading Christmas cheer all over the Western world. Swiss and German children received gifts from Kristkund, or Kris Kringle, which meant Christ child. Oh. In England... Father Christmas delivered toys on Christmas Eve. In Russia, there was Balbushka, the spirit of an old Russian woman that originally misled the three wise men during the nativity, felt bad about it later. (laughs) I should not have done that. (laughs) And now delivers presents at children's bedsides. We need that (laughs) On January 5th, in hopes that one of the kids will be the Christ child <laughs> and he will forgive her for her treachery. Wow. I love that so That's much. That's great. So that was really popular in I'm Russia. Just gonna, I'm just going to go in a bunch of houses and hope it's Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Russia's Santa is so bleak. That's She's amazing. an old woman yeah. who was mean to the three wise men. <laughs> 
I can see the three wise men like arguing. I told you not to listen to her. I told yeah. you. She had directions. <laughs> what was I to do? <laughs> Meanwhile, the star is like, guys, up here. Guys, yeah, all you have to do is follow me. Hell yeah, it's easy. Don't follow this star. No, it that will star is you. a liar. Go left and then right, and then make a right and then left. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> and in Italy, kids looked forward to being visited by La Belfana, a cool witch who flies yes. down chimneys on her broomstick. Hell oh, yes. Really? Yeah, La Belfana. Wow. That's La Belfana. <laughs> also, <laughs> also in the 19th century, Louisa May Alcott wrote but never published a book called Christmas Elves. And Harper's Weekly, which was a magazine with a pretty wide distribution for the age, this is all mid-1800s, um, they wrote a poem referencing elves working to make toys for Santa. Um, yeah, and Harper's Weekly magazine was a major player in shaping St. Nicholas into the Santa Claus that we know today. This is really wild because almost immediately you see... Uh, Santa becoming this very commercial icon almost from the get-go. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, Christmas is so commercial, it's kind of always been that way. Mm. Well, just you describing, like, in New Amsterdam when people were kind of more settled of being like, let's make it a bigger deal yeah. and probably spend more money yep. for this little time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa! So, uh... Illustrator Thomas Nast created a version of Father Christmas for Harper's Weekly during the Civil War. And this version of Santa wore the stars and stripes in support of the Union Army. Oh, and in shit. his illustri first illustration of him, he was seen delivering gifts to the Union Army. I knew he was a patriot. Yeah. Hell yeah. He would go on to draw Santa throughout his career, uh, eventually establishing the red-suited Santa with the puffy white collar and cuffs into canon. Whoa. And uh, he would also illustrate some versions of um, of The Night Before Christmas by yes. Clark Moore. And it's Nast who adds Mrs. Claus and the North Pole into the mythology wow. through his Whoa. illustrations. Imagine it's like a soup. That. It's like a Christmas soup. Yeah, like, it really we'll is. throw in this, we'll throw in this. Yeah, it's, oh, kinda, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot in. like... Yeah, it's a lot like if you follow, like, Superman's origins. It's like, okay, Superman started in the comic books, but then the radio show added his ability to fly. And then this TV Wait, show really? added, he yeah. He couldn't fly he in didn't the He didn't fly first until comics? the radio. Yeah, up in the bird, up in the sky. Look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Before that, in the comics, he could just leap tall buildings in a single bound. Whoa. He could jump far, but he couldn't fly. Mm. So you get, as more and more creators and more and more mediums come into play, they add to the cultural mythology of this oh, character. Oh, shit. And then suddenly Superman can, is like, you know, shooting X-ray vision, you yeah. know, fire, heat vision and all this stuff. Santa's wow. very, very similar in the way that he, people yeah. just start to add on to it. Who would win in a fight, do you think? Superman versus Santa? Yeah. Santa any day. Yeah, Fuck Santa yeah. kick his ass. He would, he would fight dirty. <laughs> yeah. Santa would throw sand Get in his face. And, yeah. Santa's, <laughs> not, Santa's not afraid of a hit below the belt. No right? way, Fuck man. Yeah. Um... So in 1873, another popular magazine of the age, uh, it's either Goody or Goaties. I'm going to say Goaties. Goaties Lady Book has, <laughs> it's basically like the Cosmo of the day, I think. Yes. I don't know. Or like Vogue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It has an illustration of Santa's workshop on its cover, which is then rapidly, which then rapidly starts folding into the growing secular commercial version of Saint Whoa. Nick. Um, Goaty's Lady Book was also the first publication to put a Christmas tree on the cover of its magazine in 1850, which greatly uh, spread the tradition to readers across yep. the country. So people are like, oh, cool. What's this like tree decorated? Let's do this. Mo- like, Whoa. Yeah. And that, of course, has pagan roots of uh, yeah. tree worship and then also goes back to the solstice and illuminating the darkest night and yes. all that stuff so we see some of those old Whoa. world pagan traditions get celtic and uh, druid traditions being pulled in as well awesome handed down over the generations get a load of this the first mall santa mm-hmm. appeared as early as 1841 oh, as a life-size display <clears throat> in a shop in philadelphia and people came from all around to get a look at saint nick what yep and then in the 1890s the salvation army started sending men dressed as santa into city streets to collect money for the poor that long ago yeah 1890 Shit. But we really owe the 20th century vision of modern Santa to none other than Coca-Cola. The Coca-Cola company. Coca-Cola. Who created the current iconic Santa Claus for ads in the Saturday Evening Post. Okay. Their first ad showed a mall Santa, basically like one of these department store Santas, on his break in a crowd of people drinking a Coke. But then they decided to take it one step further and feature the literal Santa Claus. And Haddon Sunblom was the illustrator. Um, and he, I mean, if you think of Santa Claus, you, are, you are thinking of a Haddon Sunblom illustration. Oh my Thank you, God. Haddon. And these are awesome. Haddon. They're really <laughs> awesome drawings. And uh, he was heavily influenced by Thomas Nast's yes. earlier depictions and the uh, Clement Clark uh, Moore's poem of of uh, an account of a visit from St. Nicholas. Um, we also have, uh, before we move on, I want to talk about, uh, Bryce, you brought this up earlier, um, a cool take on Santa Claus and his role in modern mythology from Terrence McKenna. Oh, man. Here's an example. Uh, here's a passage from Terrence McKenna on his take uh, on uh, what Santa can teach us in modern mythology. Wow. Uh, Can't wait. A- an example of how a very ancient, uh, how a very ancient folkway can be incorporated into our culture without us even realizing it uh, and is provided by discussing Amanita muscaria. If you go to the Encyclopedia Britannica the magic and mushroom. you look mm-hmm. up Santa Claus, they'll tell you that it has to do with St. Nicholas and it got started in the 11th century. And it's a, But when you look at the Santa Claus story, it's a perfect uh, uh, mythologium to analyze from this point of view, because look what's going on with Santa Claus. First of all, Santa Claus's colors are red and white, (laughs) the colors of the Amanita muscaria, for sure. Santa Claus lives at the North Pole. What does this mean? It means that Santa Claus lives at the Axis Mundi, where Yggdrasil, the magic world ash of Welsh mythology, has uh, taken root. Santa Claus flies. This is what shamans do. Santa Claus is the master of the reindeer. 
the animal most associated with the Amanita muscaria. Santa Claus is aided in his work by troops of elves. And what is the work of Santa Claus? To build toys for children. Remember the DMT thing saying, look at this, look at this. Well, those were off-duty elves, clearly. so, so here are all the motifs, and I believe that for children in our culture, that all the Christer stuff is not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about standing in front of the tree on Christmas morning with the gifts arrayed and the twinkling lights on. Well, that tree is the tree that the Amanita muscaria forms its symbiotic relationship to. It's always spruce or pine that it has a mycorrhizal relationship to. So the number of motifs relating Santa Claus to a cult of Amanita muscaria, there's almost nothing but relational motifs there. And yet if you suggest this to people, they just back away. And <laughs> well, uh, I it fucking is, love that guy. Is that Back crazy? I love that guy. Wow. All hail Terrence yeah. McKenna. Yeah. Leave it to him to make the case for Santa Claus is really just magic mushrooms. He's like, fuck all that St. Nicholas shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, and oh. it, God, he's the Pretty best. wild, right? He's the yeah. best. All right, so uh, before we go, it would not be high strangeness without a few stories that I found online about uh, people who have encountered the real Santa Claus. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Oh, my God. This comes from an article written by Stephen Wagner, 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 uh, from ThoughtCo.com. Okay, here's a couple stories. New York City, 2002, 2004, and 2007. It was Christmas Eve of 2002 in New York City. My parents had invited some friends and relatives over for dinner, sort of like a Christmas Eve celebration. After that, I decided to go to my room to watch some television, but there was nothing good to watch. I then found myself pacing back and forth in the hallway. My house is big, so there was no one with me. Everyone everyone was in the living room watching a movie I wasn't interested in. About seven minutes into my pacing, I saw a tall, fat figure scurry away about 20 feet away from me. It was crouched down, too. It was even wearing some sort of Santa Claus suit. I didn't believe in Santa, but this just freaked me out. There was a strange man in my house. I quickly ran to where my parents were and told them all about it. They grinned at me and said jokingly, maybe it was Santa Claus. I didn't believe that, so I just sat down in the living room with my family and everybody else. Then it occurred again on Christmas Eve 2004. Mm. I remember it more vividly than the last one. I was lying on the couch in the living room. My parents were in the kitchen having a conversation about a business blog or something. <laughs> Suddenly a I saw... A business blog. So specific. We should then start a business like, blog. Nah, yeah. maybe not. Also very timely for 2004. <laughs> yeah, business blog, business blog. <laughs> Suddenly I saw a huge man about seven or eight feet what? tall crawl underneath no. the tree and just vanish. Before it disappeared, it looked at me and said... <laughs> Weird. Very strange. So I went into the kitchen and sat with my parents. Similar happenings occurred the following Christmases. I recall in 2007, it was daylight this time, and I just happened to see another tall figure with a Santa hat trudge by me for two seconds. Then it was gone. (gasps) This really happened. Blackston Kalmbach. Weird. That was the writer's name. Blackston Kalmbach. You know what? Might also be an alien. 
You know what this makes yeah. me think is this is like so very Jungian, like the famous uh, psychotherapist Carl Jung, because he would often talk about the collective consciousness and and, oh. and how perhaps things could materialize from that. And it, it, it kind of begs the question, like if so many people like believe in this thing, can something actually manifest towards it? Wow. I, I mean, well, you're you know talking what I mean? about a tulpa. And this article talks about how Santa might be a tulpa that is a collected collective thought form that we believe in so much we've actually brought it into some form of existence. It's crazy. Listen to this. (sighs) Memphis, Tennessee, 1980s and 2009. I grew up in a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. In the 1980s, I was eight or nine years old. My parents and I were coming home from a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. When we pulled up in the driveway... We saw Santa Claus in a sleigh hovering above our house. He's got chills. All we could hear were sleigh bells. The sleigh was illuminated. What? So that we could see Santa in full outfit in the sleigh. I remember seeing reindeer, but I don't know how many there were. Santa waved at us and then flew off in the sleigh. What? I'll never forget it, and I'll never forget my dad's face of total shock. He was an air traffic controller, and when he went back to work (laughs) after the holidays, he asked about it, and nothing came up. (laughs) In another bizarre twist, on Black Friday in 2009, I was waiting in line at a local Target store and broke out in a conversation with another another lady in line. We were talking about Christmas shopping, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she mentioned that her brother had seen Santa Claus... In his sleigh two years before, I stood with my mouth wide open because I couldn't believe it. Every Christmas Eve, I still think about him and the look outside, and then look outside to try to get a glimpse. Mrs. Wages. Wow. Oh That's crazy. My God. Here's one wow. more for you. Yes, this is awesome. This is called Quiet Santa. Oh, <laughs> creepy, man. I was probably around eight years old when on Christmas Eve around 12 a.m., I had been lying awake in bed for about 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. I was extremely excited thinking about the morning and opening presents. Anyway, I start to hear these very faint footsteps approaching. Slowly, a man in boots, carrying a sack, looked into my room, my parents' room, and then my brother's room. I'm absolutely 100% positive I was awake, too. I could see him fairly well because we had a nightlight across the hall in our bathroom. I remember hiding my entire face under the covers with a small portion of my eyes to see. He then walked away quietly, and he was gone. Of course, I told my parents and brother in the morning about my sighting, and of course, they thought I was crazy. To this day, I'm 28 now, I ask my parents if they had anything to do with this, and they still deny it and say I was dreaming. I strongly believe I saw a spirit or some kind of entity of Santa. Richard. Wow. Whoa crazy yeah there's a bunch more stories where that came from i'll put I a link in the look show them notes up. they're pretty wild i've never even thought yeah. to be like have either. people modern day sightings seen some like do, yeah do people think they've seen that's so wild yeah, isn't that, that is, weird that is yeah. crazy yeah but this article goes on i think it's in this article um and again i'll put a link in the show notes that they talk about the tulpa they talk about yeah this idea of of something being so believed in that it manifests mm. into the physical realm oh my God. in some type of form or thought yeah. form or another 
pretty wild stuff. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, Santa Claus is some uh, supernatural being and an yes! elf. I thought we'd yeah. unpack and kind of look at his ah! where he came from and. Look, I love I love Terrence McKenna's idea of him being sort of a representation representation yeah. of like the DMT supernatural experience. Yes, I love Babushka feeling bad. Yeah. I should not have misled. She's I so great. The toys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's one of the best stories I've ever heard. Yeah, that's so pretty wild. Yeah, wow, well Everyone done. Like, because it is like, why not? If people think angels, like. If they're seeing angels, why not see Santa Claus? Well, and think about it. Like, kids believe in Santa. Well, that's the thing. It's so, so esoteric. for like, so many years in their lives. Uh, you know, like, not yes. all kids, obviously, but, yeah. you know. There's a great book, The Magic of Believing, you know, that it's like, you know, this is, and even, like, science is pointing this direction, you know? It's like, you know, things can materialize through our through our observations, you know what I yeah. mean? Particles can pop in and out of place just because we, the observer, are measuring them. You know, if Whoa. enough people believe, you know, then who's and to say that this, it couldn't materialize? Yeah. Maybe this is what the UFO is. Maybe this is what the, yes. the spirit is. Who? I mean, who, I mean, look, it's strange. Santa Claus is everywhere. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. especially this time of year. Yeah, he's got a lot of ad time. He's got. He's yes. basically. I would argue that Santa Claus might be more real than I am at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's totally. He's tell you living what, an immortal existence. Better not show up at yep. my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking kick his ass, man. Beat the shit out of Santa, dude. Oh, man. I'm well, locked and loaded. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Come at well, me, bro. Well, I'll say this. As Bryce always likes to, likes to say, this Christmas Eve, when you have a moment, why don't you step outside and... Keep your eyes on the sky. See if you see Santa flying by, right? Unfortunately, we got to wrap this Christmas party up. It sucks. I wish we could talk to you forever, Betsy. Thanks Um, for having me. Oh, my God. Thanks for being here. I'll Um, let you guys know if I ever see a ghost or anything. Please Please do. do And come back anytime. Uh, Yeah. Um, Where can people follow you, follow your work? Oh, you can follow me uh, on social media at at just Betsy Sonata on Instagram and then Birdie So Dirty on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice, dude. Good I didn't one. come up with All it. Right. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And then if you're ever in LA and want to see some improv, I'm at UCB uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sweet. Baby. Which I've done. And you are a tremendous performer. Oh, I, thank I you. I didn't know it was you who was coming yeah. in, but I, I immediately placed you. I was like, so you know memorable. Betsy. You've Thanks. seen her. Uh, really Betsy have. and I have done Ask Cat a couple yes. times together. Man, so fun. you're the best. Ugh. You're so fun to watch. You are. So fun. Oh, well, Perfect stories. Oh, well, thank you. Oh. Uh, guys, seriously, go to, if you're in the L.A. area, please come see Betsy perform. It is. Yeah. Yeah. UCB Theater, I think, still maybe your, uh, gives you the best bang for your buck in town. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of good stuff. You'll always see someone great. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the show. Boys, do you have anything to plug before we go? Rate and review us on iTunes if you like please what you Please do. It helps us out. Um also, write in BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com with your stories. Call in and leave a voicemail. We still haven't gotten a successful one of those yet. That number coming at you from Riley will be here in just a second. Um, 
Uh, guys, just so you know, we are taking next week off for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, so Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry we Christmas. will not be back here until January 2nd. We'll have a new, brand new episode on January 2nd. If you want more Bigfoot Collectors Club, check out our Patreon campaign. We're always uh, throwing bonus reward episodes, three to four episodes, um, three to five sometimes every month at uh, patreon.com, Bigfoot Collectors Club. And Riley, where can people call and leave a message? Give us a call at 310-597-4803. Get some weird stories from your family at the holidays yes! this year. Get them yes! all. Yeah. Betsy, thanks again for coming. Please. Say goodnight to everybody, Wait. Betsy. Good night, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Santa! <laughs> yes. Let's do some DMT. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.